Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Wisconsin Trade Data Report shows Wisconsin exports have gone up in the first six months of this year than in 2020 and 2019. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Agricultural and food products compiled together grew more than 21% so far this year than in 2020. Exports total nearly $2 billion, putting agricultural and food products second only to industrial machinery for our state's exports. Katie Sinnott is the Vice President of Global Trade and Investment at the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. She says the increase is due to the USMCA, but first she breaks down the state's exports for us. So during the first half of 2021, Wisconsin businesses exported a total of $11.5 billion worth of products to countries around the world. That's an 18% increase over 2020 and a 5% increase over 2019. So that's, that's a really good picture. Let's take a quick look at our export countries and our export categories. So our top three countries for exports are Canada, Mexico, and China. And all three of those countries saw double-digit increases in exports. So Canada continues to be Wisconsin's top trading partner. And it really shows how both the highly integrated Great Lakes manufacturing sector and the strong trade in paper and energy and raw materials. So we're really happy to see the increase in the exports to Canada and then Mexico went up by 28%, our second largest export destination, and they purchased a huge number of products from us, including industrial machinery, vehicles and parts, edible meats, etc. But we really attribute that increase to the USMCA signing. So Canada and Mexico exports um, had been really low until the USMCA was signed. So we're happy to see that improvement. China is our third destination for exports, and that's on increase of 17%. And when we dig into the export categories, our number one export category from Wisconsin really speaks to the manufacturing heritage of the state. So that's industrial machinery. And that's a really broad category. It includes heating and cooling equipment, construction equipment, machine tools, computers, food processing, machinery used to make other products, and many other items. And one thing you noted, Stephanie, was the huge increase in harvesting equipment. And that was up by almost 98%. And the majority of that shipment went to Canada. And that grew by 400%. And that's really incredible, and we're happy about that. Um, Australia saw an increase of almost 110%. If you look at agriculture, there were significant increases um, in that super category. Mark Rota raises the director of the International Agribusiness Center at DATCAP. Mark, what were those egg exports that grew, and why did they grow? The food, forestry, and ag uh, products uh, that, that we, as Katie mentioned, focus on the team here at the International Agribusiness Center if you look at where we are year to date, uh, June, it's uh, 1.93 billion, so we're up 21.2%. Uh, um, so that's that's a huge increase, and, and certainly as we look over the last few years, the last five years, we looked at at uh, a fair number of decreases out of those five years, uh, 
only one of those years was an increase. Uh, and 2019 has sort of bottomed out. We had a slight increase in 2020. So uh, some of those big categories, as we look at products, uh, would be the uh, vegetable preparations like um, prepared canberries and um, the potatoes, prepared potatoes, sweet corn, those kinds of items. Uh, miscellaneous edible preparations, those would be like sauces and yeast. So think uh, the Kikkoman um, soy sauce, for example, that's made uh, here in Wisconsin. Uh, wood uh, and like timber and lumber, uh, wood products. And then dairy is our number four category uh, year to date. That includes some eggs and honey, but the vast majority of that is cheese uh, that we ship and whey. Uh, whey proteins, and then edible meat preparation, so things like brats and sausages, and then all the rest, all those products together, about 43%. Uh, so they've all jumped up in this first six months, I think, thanks to the economies improving uh, after uh, several lockdowns in COVID, but also, as, as Katie alluded to, the USMCA signing, uh, which released um, the retaliatory tariffs we had with Canada and Mexico, our two largest markets, typically. Um, and then those other agreements like the Japan and the China agreements, and then, of course, the, the tariffs being lifted out of the EU. So all those together helped to, to, to rise up the, the exports both in 2020 a little bit and then as we're seeing much more so this year. Mark and Katie work collaboratively across their respective agencies to help exporters. WEDC specifically has four key programs, an export tech program, a network of trade representatives, an international market access grant, and trade ventures. Federal and state grants also benefit WEDC and DATCAP for trade missions and trade shows. DATCAP also uses grants from WEDC to build social media campaigns and help companies get on e-commerce platforms in other countries. Katie, we, we can jump back to you. I know you wanted to talk about harvesting equipment, those exports rising, and uh, some background on why that is. Before USMCA was signed, there was some hesitation to purchase. And once USMCA was signed, those gates opened, so to speak, and more harvesting equipment was um, purchased. There's also been a decrease from some other states that have historically exported harvesting equipment, and Wisconsin has picked up that slack. So we're very happy to see that. Um, if I compare the harvesting equipment sales from 2019 to 2021 for the last six months, it was an increase of almost 1,200%. So significant increase there. Oh my gosh, yes. And do you have, I mean, do you guys follow the news or do you have any news to share with us on the chips? Uh, remember, we, we have that chip shortage for tractors and then like the semiconductors for cars. Do you have anything to share with us on that? I think that that semiconductor shortage remains. We can see that in vehicles, it, it still remains a significant challenge. And I've heard anecdotally that it will continue to be a challenge for the next 12 to 24 months. Stephanie, if I could, could add, so, you know, obviously the computer chips don't have, have as much to do with prepared foods, for example, and, and grains and all. However, one of the other um, issues that, that a lot of our food forestry ag companies are facing is um, the cost of shipping and the availability of containers, and especially the availability of refrigerated containers. And so as, as air gets shipped back into Asia, because they're, you know, they're trying to replenish the containers to send more goods this way, that reduces the number of containers available, drives up the cost, 
also the time uh, for availability for, for those containers. And so it makes it very difficult for many of our companies, even though they have orders, to be able to book those containers. And when they do, they're paying sometimes double the price of what they did just the year previous in order to be able to ship. Obviously, those costs have to be absorbed by somebody. Is it the consumers then? I mean, are we digging deeper into our pockets to pay for groceries? Or is it the farmer that has to pay? How, what does that look like? I think it's probably a combination, really. Um, I have heard in the shorter term, companies are absorbing that cost, but ultimately they will have to pass that on to consumers because that is the cost of that product. It has impacted margins. We've heard that from a number of our uh, exporting companies as well. And as a consumer, we also see the you know the rising prices in some of these areas. However, a number of the prices at the producer level have not necessarily uh, increased. So while you're seeing increases down the chain, you don't see those at the producer level as much. Now, we've been talking about the first six months of the year and the numbers that, that go along with that, but now we're in the second half of the year. Any forecasts for exports for, for the second half? I feel that Wisconsin is performing very well, and I'm optimistic for the next six months. Typically, the third and fourth quarter are our highest months as people are preparing for the end of year. So I'm feeling even if we don't perform at the 18% increase that we saw for the last six months, I would suspect we'll have at least a 10% increase over the previous year. I I would agree, uh, Katie. There is some seasonality in some of the food and grain products, you know, harvesting times and you know, there are droughts and uh, weather that could uh, affect, uh, you know, production levels. And, the, you know, you talk about the headwinds that we have with the container shortages. And we have a fairly strong dollar in, in several parts of the world. So uh, that, that pushes against us as well. But I, I think we'll, we'll maintain that. And I, that 10% feels comfortable uh, as, a, as a number to, to take a look at, which if we were to increase 10% over last year, that would still put us close to our 10-year record for food, forestry, and agriculture products. That was $3.8 billion, uh, back in 2014. So we could get quite close to that in this year um, if, if this keeps going as we have seen it. Remind us again why it's important to the residents of Wisconsin that food is being traded internationally. The main reason is, um, you know, the, oftentimes exports are, are higher margin business. Uh, they help uh, smooth out the peaks and valleys in demand um, and the, the purchase levels in some other um, locations. And, and they're a group of customers. 95% of the world's uh, population lives outside of the U.S. Um, so all of those consumers, if we're not selling to them, somebody else is. And th- there aren't that many more people in the U.S. to be able to do that. So we, we really do need those export sales in order for those companies who are exporting to be able to to keep at the level and, and keep the people employed that they have employed. Both Mark Rota-Rays and Katie Sinnott encourage companies with export needs to reach out to WEDC or DATCAP to connect with the right people to grow their business. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.